What's up, everybody, and welcome to another episode of the Compulsive Podcast. Things are going to get interesting in this episode. It's time for me to talk about my thoughts on maybe both sides of the App Store argument that is currently a very heated topic, you might say, in the Apple developer ecosystem. So let's go ahead and start talking about this. So I'm sure you cannot be an Apple developer at this point and not be aware of lots of the discussions taking place about Apple and how they're treating the developers and their approach to the App Store for third parties. And plus, of course, the Epic versus Apple battle that is taking place in the courts now waiting for a decision. On the outside, it's very easy to think that this is a very simple thing. It's very black and white and right and wrong. But that's not really the case. And I'm going to explain to you why I think that. Now, before you stop and say, oh, I don't need to be listening to any more of this. Yes, you do. If you're an Apple developer, then this matters and you need to have an opinion because you have some skin in the game, as they say. But let's break this down. Let's take two different approaches here. We're going to, I'm going to try and look at this from the developer's perspective. And then I'm going to try and look at this from Apple's perspective and see what kind of middle ground maybe presents itself at the end of this argument. So let's first of all take the developer's perspective. Yes, so I am paying $99, although really it's over $100 tax. The $99 just looks good from a marketing perspective. So I'm paying a yearly fee to put my apps in the store. And then on top of that, if, and I stress the if, I am charging for my app. Apple takes 15% unless I'm making a ton of money and then they take the 30%. Okay, so firstly, as a developer, I've paid for an expensive Mac, but I chose to do that. And they give me some Xcode and some tools for free to develop the apps, but they charge me to put them in the store. Now, okay. There are, of course, running costs for the store. Nobody's going to question that. But it's the double dip part of charge me to put my apps in the store and then take some of the money from every sale that I have. Okay, you know, that doesn't sit well with me. But as I have made my position clear before, if I'm making a reasonable amount of money from an app, and Apple takes 15%. Okay, I'm fine with that, to be honest. It really doesn't bother me. But I would say, you know, hey, do, should I really be, like, giving money out of my pocket twice? Because that's what I'm doing. So that's my problem there that as a developer. And also, it is fair to say that the feeling... In general, or the impression, whether it's right or wrong or whatever is up for debate, but the impression is that, frankly, the upper levels of Apple just don't care about developers, as many people have said, right? Well, but why should they? Now, we'll get to that when I, I'm Apple, right? When I'm putting Apple's perspective out there. But they have their commitments and things to deal with. As developers... We care greatly about these things and we're very sensitive about these things because for many, it's their livelihood. And so, of course, you're going to be very sensitive to 
anything that may cause stress or financial issues there. Totally get that. Right there with you on that one. So anytime Apple does something that doesn't sit well with us, we get really unhappy about this. And the important thing to remember here is that it's not exclusive to Apple developers and platforms. This happens on all the platforms, right? There's always things people are unhappy about. But because we focus on the Apple platforms, you know, it feels worse because it's right there in our own backyard, okay? So that's the developer's perspective, and I get that. And we're unhappy about it, and I get that too. And we're making a ton of money for Apple. Yes, I get that too, and we absolutely are. And we feel that Apple doesn't care about that. They just take the money. They don't even say thank you. They just take the money and spend it on whatever they spend it on. And that makes us feel unhappy. I get that. Now let's flip it over and look at it from Apple's perspective. And of course, I don't work for Apple. There's no insider knowledge here. This is just my interpretation of things, which could be entirely wrong. So please take that into account as I put it forward for what I think is Apple's perspective. Okay, so I'm going to try and come at this from a perspective of Apple. I'm a huge company. I'm very successful with all of my products, most of my products, and all of my platforms, and financially, okay? Now, I, I don't mean anything that I say here to present in an arrogant way. But I want to make that clear. If it sounds like it is, it's not, it's not my intention. Now, from the top-level perspective of Apple, right, sort of the top tier, even let's just take Tim, the CEO, I get that during the court case with Epic, some things were said that sounded completely ridiculous to us on the outside. And, and you got to think that they probably even sounded completely ridiculous to some of those on the inside of Apple. But the CEO's responsibility is primarily financial to the shareholders, right? So maybe as a CEO, you shouldn't be squarely caring about engineering all the time and developers and, and all of that kind of thing, your primary responsibility is financial. And as we all know, Apple has had wonderful financial growth, very well deserved with excellent products. But we also all know that can continue forever, right? There's always a plateau where things start to level out and then start to dip off. We've seen this with so many technology companies before. Now, before anyone gets on at me about this, I am not saying Apple's going to take a dive. That's not what I'm saying at all. I'm just talking about growth here, right? You can only sell so many things to so many people before that growth starts to level off, right? And maybe it dips, but it doesn't mean you're in any kind of financial difficulty or you're failing as a company. It's just kind of one of those inevitable things. You can't be top of the tree forever. But as a CEO... Your responsibility is to try and keep maintaining that growth because your investors, your shareholders and that expect that, right? Got to keep that market value up. And Apple makes it very hard for itself because its market value is so good. Trying to top yourself every time from a market value perspective all the time, it's got to be almost impossible. And it's got to be a nightmare when you're trying to figure out how do we keep doing that if we know that eventually we're going to sell less devices, right? 
So that's tough. And I think that we've got to give them a break there. And it's not an excuse, but we've got to accept that that's their primary responsibility here financially. From Apple's perspective, two developers, I'm looking at it this way. Hey, you know, developers, we didn't make you make apps for our platform. We want you to, but we're not forcing you to do it. You choose to do it. Okay. And we're giving you some tools to do that. We say to you, we want you to pay $99. You choose to do it. You put an app in the store and we say, look, we're going to take 15% or 30% and you choose to agree to that. Now, the big thing there, of course, is that you are choosing to do this. It's very difficult when you start to talk about a monopoly there because, okay, they have a monopoly on their own platforms. But again, you're choosing to embrace that platform and work with it. They're not making you do that. Yeah, okay, it's different. If you're working for a company that wants stuff on the platforms, but that's the company saying that they want stuff on the platforms and you're an engineer for that company, right? So it doesn't impact you directly the same as it does if you're an independent developer or something like that. But again, the key thing here is you're choosing to do this, just like you choose to go on the Google platform, you choose to go on the Microsoft platform, you choose to go on the Linux platform, whatever it may be, okay? And from Apple's perspective, we're not making you do that. But you're always going to be unhappy about something. And maybe we might come off as abrasive towards developers sometimes. And yeah, you do, right? But again, Apple is a company and their primary role of a company is to make money. We all think it's to innovate and make these amazing things and keep coming up with new amazing things. Yeah, it is. But its sole purpose is really to generate revenue. Any company that's telling you, oh, we're doing this because we just want to make mankind better. Yeah, no, right? You know, it's all about financial numbers at the end of the day. Now, again, I'm not saying that's from an arrogant standpoint. I'm saying, remember, they're a company as much as you're a company. You may be a company of one or hundreds or thousands, but you're all companies. And Apple's is to, to keep that company afloat, keep paying, making enough money to innovate on things, pay everybody that works there, shareholders and everything else. They're a company to make money. And not not to imply that they're greedy and, you know, you can debate that yourselves. So that's kind of Apple's perspective is the way I'm looking at it is they're trying to satisfy two different parts of an equation here. So what are some of the compromises here that I think need to take place? Well, I think firstly, as developers, we have to face the reality that we already know, but we tend to try and forget or ignore, which is we are making things to put into a monopoly system, meaning that you have one way into the App Store, and for that matter, from Apple's perspective, they can take you out of the App Store whenever they choose, rightly or wrongly, for whatever reason. But you are using that one way into the platform to distribute your work, and you are making that choice. No one is making you do that. Now, from Apple's side, they need to stop charging for the Apple developer program or figure out some other way to do it, reduce the cost, whatever it may be, because there is no valid reason that I can think of 
that they need to charge all of us developers $99 a year to just have the ability to submit our apps to the App Store. Especially if they're going to keep the the percentage charging that they, you know, that the, the take for each application. So they need to pick one or the other and go with that. But they need to stop their double dipping because number one, there's no valid reason for them to do it. They have plenty of resources, plenty of money, plenty of availability to continue making lots of money. So there's no financial argument there they can put forward that works. But also, to be frank, Apple needs to buy themselves as much goodwill with developers as they can, because as we all know, further down the road at some point, just like the early days of when the Mac started to go downhill and it was the diehard people that kept it alive, I'm sorry, Apple, there's every chance that's going to happen to you again in the future because you won't be top of the tree forever. And I'm not saying I wish this to happen. I'm just facing the reality and saying, you need to recognize that you can't be the the top forever, right? It's not going to happen. And when that happens, you need as many people as possible to help support you through that period when you restructure again, because it's going to happen. So you need to look at that. Now, that's just a couple of thoughts from my own personal perspective. And, you know, here we are now, WWDC 21 is only a couple of days away. I am super excited because I know there's going to be lots of fantastic stuff. But I also suspect Apple's not going to address their developer problems, relationship problems at all, because until the court case is finished with Epic, the smartest thing Apple can do is say nothing, because anything they do right now will probably hurt their argument even more and weaken their position. So... They're probably going to say nothing next week. And just like Apple normally does, pretend it's not even a thing, right? If you don't acknowledge it, you don't have to deal with it. And you get to pick in the future if you're going to deal with it and how. So I don't expect nothing next week. But talking about WWDC 21, I think everybody needs to shelve this, right? And let's just look at what's going to happen, what we're going to get for the following year, figure out for each and every one of us, how is this going to fit into my feelings about the current situation and the way the system is working, and then make some decisions upon that. So that's it for this episode. I get it. It's a bit of a weird one, but this is really important stuff, folks. These are the core things of what we do outside the coding, and we have to talk about them, even when it's painful. Talking about WWDC 21, I am going to be doing some crossover episodes with Leo Dion, my friend from the Empower Apps podcast and Bright Digit. We are going to be doing some extra stuff between the two of us next week. So super excited about that. Really excited. I, I love talking with Leo about this stuff. It's just fantastic. We have some great conversations. So make sure you subscribe if you haven't already. And be sure to you know go check out Bright Digit and the Empower Apps podcast because there's going to be a lot of stuff there you're going to want to know about from our perspectives from WWDC next week. Enjoy yourselves. Enjoy WWDC. I will be talking to you either on the Monday or the Tuesday, something like that. I'll see you then.